and Body Performance Podcast, Episode 6. Today we're going to talk about back pain. We're going to break this up into three sections today. First section will be structure and function, basic, of the back. Next section will be myths and understand misunderstandings about the back. And the third section will be some simple strategies you can do to help yourself if you are dealing with this. So the structure and function of the back, you have essentially some bones stacked up on top of each other called vertebrae. Between those are the little cushiony uh, discs. You know, you've heard of those. Um, oftentimes people talk about herniated discs or slip discs. Those are the discs in between the vertebrae. Then you have ligaments attaching to bones. Those keep some stability in there. You have muscles and tendons attaching around various points. Um, those allow some stability and allow some motion of the back. And then you have some fascia that wraps around mus- muscle and attaches to parts in the upper body and lower body. The basic function of the back is to bend over to pick things up, help you squat down and pick things up, rotate to look over to your sides, uh, bend back to get under a limbo bar, bend over the side to avoid a dodgeball, um, hold stiff when you need to lift something overhead or pick something up off the ground. Um, the back also allows some motion, taking deep breaths in and out. Um, you also have some pelvic functioning on the lower part that helps you hold a fart in the elevator. Some myths and misunderstandings about the back are that the back is inherently weak. Um, This just isn't true. There's a lot of structure to help the back stay strong. And in fact, it needs to be very strong because it houses your spinal cord, which is a very important structure that brings all the nerves down from the upper body and and the brain down to your lower body and brings nerves back up. Without that spinal cord, you would be paralyzed, wouldn't be able to move your legs, feel your legs potentially. The other myth is that if you hurt your back, it's because your core was weak. Um, There's a lot of people with very, very strong cores that can hurt their back. Now, that's not to say that training your core isn't a good idea and it should be part of a well-balanced exercise routine. It shouldn't just be core work, but it could be upper body, lower body, core work, that kind of thing. So a well-balanced routine should include that. Um, Another misunderstanding are that herniated or slipped discs always cause pain. Um, The reality is that there's a good 40 to 60% of the population that's walking around with a slipped or herniated disc or, or a degenerative disc disease, which is just a scary sounding um, arthritis in the back, which starts in 20s and 30s. A uh, good 46% of those people have those things and don't have pain. Um, you just don't hear about it because they're not going to the doctor for back pain. Um, so the back is strong. What shows up on imaging isn't always the case. In fact, you might be able to tell more about someone's back pain from a depression survey than you could a uh, MRI. Um, that kind of goes back to what we've talked about with pain before being multifactorial and involving 
all sorts of other things going on in the in the brain kind of like things like fear and anxiety and depression um, another common thing you hear is that you know we weren't meant to apparently walk on all uh, on two feet our spines are designed to be uh, like all our four-legged friends and since we walk on two feet that inherently makes the spine have more trouble um, there's really no evidence that this is the case and just the fact that you have lots of 70 80 90 year olds that are still walking upright and doing just fine um, generally if you look at what they've been doing in their life they've taken care of themselves they eat moderate diets they don't um, they don't they're not sedentary usually they're generally active um, a lot of times people are told they shouldn't lift deadlift squat that kind of thing after they reach a certain age another big myth plenty of what you might call masters athletes those are people over 50 and beyond that are still going to competitions and lifting heavy weights and doing just okay now obviously they are you could say more elite because they they train um specifically for that but even a, a toned down or simplified training program would be beneficial for somebody um you when you hurt your back you you should rest that's another thing that people are told um it's tough to say because rest can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people now if it's the first couple of days and you tweak your back and you're not feeling that great bending over then probably the first day or two is probably okay to just lay off it um you could still most likely go for a walk uh you could still probably get your arms mobile you could still probably bend your knees and move your knees around so i'd try to find any little thing you can move um, so we'll go into some strategies and we'll start with that so typically when you first tweak the back or bother your back you know a lot of people will call say you know their back is out um it's not the greatest of terms because it sounds very scary and just generally isn't the case now typically when you first tweak your back your your body will have the muscles spasm around that area to protect it and it could feel like you know perhaps it's out or this way or that way but most likely it's just the body being very protective over you which is understandable if you know you first tweak it um, one of the best things you can probably do is not worry too much those first few days of cranking on it this way or that way you know maybe test the motion slightly in each direction just to see how it feels um, maybe go for a light walk get a good glass of water, do some deep breathing. That'll move the back a little bit. Um, wouldn't worry about the crunches in those first couple of days. Um, as those, those first few days relax, you know, it's good to start getting active again, trying to get back into whatever the activity it is you like to do. Now, if that activity involves weightlifting, like squats or deadlifts, then you might start light, you know, maybe start with some body weight motions first, um, body weight squats, air squats, that kind of thing. Sit to stands where you sit down on a chair and stand back up. Uh, I oftentimes will have people try wall squats because that doesn't force the back to move as much, works the legs a little bit more. So that could be a good place to start as well. If you have access to a pool, that'd be another place you can start getting some motion in back. 
Um, caution though that sometimes the pool will feel really really good and you'll move a lot more in it and when you get out gravity will hit you and it may not feel that great so I'd apply the same start small and just do a little bit at a time and kind of test the waters pardon the pun uh, and then over the next few days just gradually add a little bit at a time a stationary bike or regular bike could sometimes be good uh, depending on the positioning how you're sitting in the chair um arm work you know overhead lifts where you're sitting down or leg work where you're sitting down usually is okay in those first few days you just have to test it again probably trying with light lightweight at first uh, you'll probably get told you need to work your core now their evidence doesn't suggest that you have to i'd say working some motion of the back laughing taking deep breaths Occasionally testing and bracing it uh, would not be a bad idea. You're basically just testing the basic motions and functions of the back and gradually getting your body used to those things again. And over those few days and weeks, you'll notice you're able to do a little bit more, but you know, still take, in my opinion, the, the slow and steady route and you'll, you'll be able to get back into your activities uh, sooner rather than later. And that could be weeks, months before you're, you're fully, fully back to where you feel like you were before. But that doesn't mean you can't try and go back maybe at a lower, you know, maybe 50% and do just about everything, just modifying for, you know, what the back can handle at the time. Uh, in the early, early phases, those first few days, a little bit of ice, not a bad thing. Um, as it's starting to progress, uh, you could keep using ice throughout the whole time if, if it feels okay to you, you like the feel of it. Heat's okay too. You might start heat maybe the week after you tweak it. Um, and then some people like to go back and forth, ice and then heat, that's okay too. A hot tub, you can do contrast baths where you get into a kind of a cooler waters and then switch back and forth between cool and hot waters, that's okay too. Um, TENS units, you can pick up TENS units at Rite Aid or the grocery store generally, and they're not too expensive. You can buy them off Amazon. Those are fine too. Uh, you, there's some different parameters on them, but basically you have the first initial phases where it just feels like it's a tickle. Uh, that's okay. Uh, sometimes you'll get a potentially longer lasting effect if you crank it up a little bit more it's not super comfortable you'll feel your back tighten up but sometimes that tightening up will cause a little bit more long-term relief but again just like with the other stuff you might gradually ease into it other things like chiropractic or 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 massage or myofascial release acupuncture um things of that nature uh you can test out I, I would also kind of take the slow and steady approach again because when someone else is applying something to you, you don't have as much control over it as if you were doing the motion. So I would be very vocal about what you're experiencing with the, that practitioner who's doing you know a certain technique with you. Um, and I would you know give them feedback based on how it's feeling and how, it, how you're responding to it. And if you're not responding well to it, be, let them know that, you know, because ultimately you're the only one that can feel 
what you are what you're going through and you will get a better experience if you take the control and kind of help guide them through what you, what you're feeling and kind of what should, is a good direction to push or pull or go gentler or, or harder or slower or faster or whatever um that's just a, a thing that uh i would really pay attention to but ultimately if you gradually get back into what you can tolerate um little by little sooner rather than later you'll notice that getting back into those activities probably helps more than if you were sitting around and in fact in my experience i've found a lot of people felt just the same or worse when they were just sitting around versus when they started getting back into their activities so you know my motto is that if uh it's uh if it feels the same either way you might as well go in and do the things you enjoy and still taking the same viewpoint of the gradual slow and steady approach to returning back to those activities after the first few weeks months where things start to calm down sometimes people will notice it randomly spark up again here and there and that can happen for the next few months or years uh the best thing you can do is just train and pay attention to your body if you're having a lower kind of down energy day then that might be time where you maybe back off on the intensity or how hard you push it on that particular training session whether that's you know weightlifting or running or yoga or pilates or tai chi whatever the the mode you you like to work at um you you really want to pay attention to when your body's maybe not feeling up to that 100% because you might push it well beyond what it wants to be and sometimes that can trigger you know the body spasming that doesn't mean your back is damaged more it just means that you know it's a little sensitive still and it's just being a little cautious so um it doesn't mean you have to walk around being cautious of it cautious of it all the time but um just recognize that sometimes it will spark up and sometimes it'll spark up and you didn't really do anything different and some and you just kind of have to roll with it drop down the intensity for a few days or so and then gradually work your way back um this is a better long-term approach because in the long run you'll be developing the resiliency and the capacity to handle the things that are going on with your back um I I hurt my back in physical therapy school lifting weights and I had to do the same thing. I had to back down for weeks and months and gradually work my way back up. I can still get it bugging me if I do certain things and if I maybe push it, you know, I am stubborn. So sometimes I'll push it with the weightlifting and sometimes I'll, I'll get it. It'll, it'll speak up to me. So I've uh, done my best to become a little bit, follow, you know, what I preach to people uh, do as do as I say and and uh, do kind of thing, but ultimately, you know, trust yourself and gradually get back into the things you like to do. Uh, I don't like to be told I can't can or can't do anything, but you know, if I need to make modifications, that's sometimes a wise alternative and a better way to make our way forward. Um, yeah, so I think that probably is a good bit of advice i think i'm gonna write up a little something for the weekly blog this week on the back pain as well and i'll provide some um links to some other sources some books and whatnot that i think have been helpful for uh patients and people i've known in the past dealing with back pain but just know you're not alone and that 
you ever need to reach out, don't hesitate to uh, contact me at Beach Barbell. Again, this is Nick Markey at Beach Barbell. Um, give me a ring if you need anything. Bye.